Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. here so hey hey we're sitting at uh premiere orlando you know thank you very much for premiere for having us this year um uh tony's in iceland so uh, i want everybody to email text call him and just uh, yell at him for not being here with me this weekend but so what we uh what we talked about doing this weekend is that we're going to do like a bunch of roundtable conversations and we're going to be able to bring in not just one of our friends we're going to bring in multiple friends to have these conversations and i'm pretty excited about it um uh co-hosting today is my dearest friend, Miss Olivia Thompson, um, OMG, also known as OMG Artistry, and like listen to the podcast back because we have a little uh, a, a little story about OMG Artistry. Um, but uh, but Olivia's gonna um, go, gonna chat us up. So Olivia, welcome, man. Welcome to the table. Oh, thank you for having me. Olivia said that she's gonna do all the talking today, so I'm gonna give it to her. Um, I think I might give you a break. I know you've been pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> she also like a uh, uh, she called me. She's like, "Can we do it early?" I'm like, "Bro, like, come on." I need a break. <laughs> I need to clear the brain. Otherwise, you know. I'm like 30 minutes early. I want to go to the pool. <laughs> Is that really why? No. I'm going to, I'm, I want to go lay down. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Hey. We literally like push this up 30 minutes so you can you go know, to the pool. You know what it is? I just had this weird feeling that we'd all just want to get it done. And then I put out the beings that may and then here we are. The, the voice that Olivia was just talking in, that was her like she's full of shit voice. That was my right. condescending. <laughs> <laughs> totally is. Are you influenced yet? <laughs> That's awesome. Olivia, uh, all jokes aside, dude, this is one of my favorite shows, man. I get so excited for this one, especially this year, because like this year, like everyone's back, mm-hmm. you know, like, like this is the first one. First off, when we were in Chicago, that was the first hair show. I think we talked about it too. Like that was the first hair show that I was like, oh, they're back. Mm. Okay. And I heard like, I heard LA or Anaheim wasn't awesome. So I was a little like, I was like, oh, what's going on? But Chicago was off the hook. We were there on Monday and it felt like a Saturday. Yeah, like the energy popping. was high and it was like, it was, it was really, really. And like you did a class there on Monday and it was like jammed. Yeah. You know, room only. and also even Orlando though, like Orlando's freaking cool to like be here. Like there's places to do things afterwards. People like it's a destination spot to go to Disney if you really wanted to. So Chicago, one day it was 80, the next day it was snowing. So Orlando is the place to be. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure, right? This show became like uh, early on in my career, like uh, IBS in New York was the show that like I never wanted to miss. You know, one, it was the very first hair show I ever went to, like big hair show I ever went to. So I was like, I've got to be there. I've got to be present. And then this show has become that to me now. Like this Mm -hmm. is the show that I will not miss. This is why I'm here by myself this weekend because I don't want to miss this show. You know, any, any of the other shows... Maybe not ABS, but any of the other shows, if Tony couldn't make it, I would just like, I would have stepped out. But I was like, no, you know what? We need to be at premiere. I agree. You know, this is where the peoples are. Yeah. And then you called me in. I called you in. I said, hey, girl, Tony's not going to be here. She's like, I'm in. I'm like, I haven't even asked you yet. Bro. <laughs> 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 no. Um, 
from the bottom of my heart, though, thank you, thank you, thank you, um, thanks for hanging out with us. My today. pleasure. So, uh, what what else is cool about the big shows? Again, particularly premiere, is that um, we also get to talk to friends that we don't normally get to talk to live and in person. And I like the live and in person podcast um, a little bit better, just because it's a different energy. I agree. You know, it's a different energy. You start the conversation with a hug, and you end it with a hug, and that just that, that sets up the whole middle conversation in there too. You know. Podcast sandwich hug. I love that. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also awesome. So today our guest is Lexi Lomax. And Lexi and I were just talking, like, it's so weird, like, between, like, social media or phone calls or text messages or whatever, like, we've spent so much time together, but we've never really spent that much time together. We met a little bit, uh, this, this, today is, like, the second time we've actually made, met face-to-face, and the first time we met was, like, six months ago at, at Hair Love with, with uh, Elizabeth Faye, so, Miss Lexi Lomax, welcome to your day off. What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for flying all the way from San Diego here. Hey, I am so pumped when you guys are talking about, like, this is the show to be at. I remember being, like, because we always had ISSE on the West Coast, and this was one, like, is on my radar. Like, I got to get there, right? And so when the opportunity came up, I'm like, oh, yeah, and my friends are there? Hell yes. So this is your first time here? Yeah, I've never been here. I mean, I've been to Orlando, but I've never been to Premiere before. Huh. This is cool, Yeah, because, like, I wasn't a business coach, like, before, and then COVID, and then, like, delay and whatever, and here I am. That's so cool. You wait till tomorrow, man. Like mm. it, it, I know. I literally this morning I was thought, oh, this is Saturday. Like yeah. I taught this morning and I had standing room only in my class. What? And I thought I was gonna have ten people, and I was just like, oh, all right, this is different. That because I've only ever taught on the like in a one of these conference things on the West Coast, and it's a different vibe. Yeah. Wow. People bow ring it. Well, mm-hmm. first off, congratulations for That's filling amazing. the room. Yeah, thanks. I was like, oh, I only printed 40 flyers. <laughs> oh, how many are you printing for tomorrow? I'm, no, I'm done. Are I'm you done. done? Yeah, no, I just did one because I, I didn't know. Wow. Yeah, so it was epic. I was pumped. So tell us about your class. What did you teach? So it was titled Salon Communication for Profit. It's more than social media. Um, and basically, I just shared like where we drop the ball for me, I believe that we do such a great job in salon, right? Like, we are so good at communicating with our clients. Like, we are expert communicators by trade. Like, it should say, hairstylist, expert communicator. Except in between appointments. Mm. Right? Because most of us, we do a killer job. We love on our clients. We do all the things. And then they leave. And we see them in 6, 8, 10, 12 now, you know, weeks. And then we just, we pick up right where we left off. Just like, right? Like, I haven't seen you guys in six months, but it's no big deal. Right. It's like that with our clients, too. But there's a lot of opportunity where we can plant seeds and water those seeds in order to be more profitable for business growth that aren't, like, not, like, manipulative or schemy or anything. It's just, like, take care of your clients between the appointments, too. So that's what I talked about. That's amazing. No, no, I want to get into that. We're not, we're not sliding oh, past yeah. that. Oh, should right? I pull up my slides? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should pull up your slides. <laughs> So, so you're talking about touch points. Touch points, different ways we can communicate. Like, so I, I have something coined in my um, online course, Salon Quarterly, that I call the three-part promo system. I don't know which one of you to look at. <laughs> look at both of us <laughs> I mean, at the eyes. same time. Exactly. I'm <laughs> trying so hard. Her eyes are going out I like know. this. So the three-part promo system is... Like you're on stage. Just go back yeah, and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Exactly. Back work forth. the room. Um, so three-part promo is 
in salon, which we all kill, right? We do so good. And maybe we shouldn't say kill. We need to like massage it, right? We, we do so well at that. And then we have online. And for me, I classify online as anything except social media. So that can be text, email, like anything that you use digitally to send and communicate with your clients outside of social. And then the third part is social media. And so we dove into the three-part promo system in terms of like how you can talk to clients before an appointment, after an appointment, and then the in-between. And I like to call the in-between the pothole because like like you, you're driving along and you like dip into a pothole and like sometimes you get derailed a little bit. Not too badly. Like you're not like not still driving on that same road. But that's what happens to our clients. They get a little whim of creativity. They see something on online or in a magazine and they're like, I'm going to buy that thing. But they didn't buy it from us because they were in the pothole. They were in between appointments and they mm. just went wherever the wind blew them. And that's basically leaving your business up to chance, in my opinion. So we need to do better. And that's basically what we what we broke down today um, through all the different ways we can do that. And just easy stuff. Like I'm not, I'm, I said this today in my class that I'm actually like the biggest proponent of being like a lazy business owner after you do a little bit of work. Like I don't want people to have to do a bunch of stuff. I don't want to do a bunch of stuff. I've been a salon owner for 17 years and like I don't fill my hours with, like, mindless things just to be busy. Like, I want to friggin' live my life. Right. But I'm going to live the quality of life that I want to live based on the amount of work that I'm willing to do. But I want it to be concise and super effective. So I just laid out, like, simple stuff that we can do in order to communicate better, plant the seeds for growth, whether that's services, add-ons, retail, like, whatever it is that you want growth on, maybe more clients, et cetera. Um, and, yeah, that's what we did. That's so cool. So you, and correct me, we're not, you're not talking about like a sales pitch. Like you're nope. not saying shampoo's on sale this week, you know? Nope. So, so what are those touch points between appointments? Well, just like think about the things that you talk about in the salon and then go deeper. Like it's all about deepening the relationship between appointments and then also customer service. You know, the thing that we, we overcomplicate all of this. Like sometimes I'm scrolling online and I see a bunch of stuff. I'm like, why would you freaking? Like, that is going to take so much time and confuse your clients. Mm -hmm. Just have the relationship, but do it intentionally to support your business because we're business owners. All right. I'm an adult. Give me an example. Give me an example. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you're going to send an, appoint, uh, an email between appointments. So you're just going to tell your client, like, what you've been up to. You're going to be like, remember, like, I, and this is like automated. Like a newsletter kind of thing. Kind of like a newsletter, but way more casual than that. Got it. Uh, I like Flowdesk because it's pretty. And is that an app? Uh, it's a, I don't think it has an app. It's just like a email. It's a CRM, a Got thing that, that sends your email for you. Um, and actually, Claire turned me on to it. So, yeah. and Love she's Claire. Yeah, she's the best. She is my salon's VA. Is um, she really? Yeah, she is. Yeah, Claire Monroe. Um, she sets she's all supposed to be here this weekend, Claire. I know. I talked I know. her out of it. You talked her out of it? I did because... She's oh, Claire, I'm not mad at you anymore. Lexi, how, what, what are you doing, dude? I, was like, I, I, I mean, selfishly, I wanted her to be here, but I was like, dude, you've been on a marathon. Like, you have to honor your priorities. That's one of my biggest tenets, right? I'm always, like, yammering on about that. So I was like, is this really, like, stay home, rest, put your feet up, like, yeah. that sort of thing. However, so she sets it all up for me because as a salon owner and a business coach, like, there's a lot to do, and so I just want it to be as easy as possible. Um, and she makes it so beautiful, and then it's done. But so, okay, want to send an email. So I'm going to tell my clients, okay, like, Olivia, you've just been in Greece. So you're like, I've been in Greece, and here's some pictures from my trip. Like, all, and then, okay, what do you need your clients to know right now? Like, what are we focusing on in your business this quarter? 
okay, we're focusing on, I don't know, like some treatment. So you're just going to like drop a little blurb in there mm-hmm. about the treatment, just like sharing, like as if we're girlfriends. You're just sharing the thing, the way that we should share things, right? And and then at the bottom, maybe you're like, I'm also looking for reviews. So there's like a little thing that has like your booking link and like leave me a review if you haven't already. So this is what's going on in the call of action is like, hey, leave me a review if you yeah, if you want. If you want. Or book an appointment or whatever your potential call to action is. And it doesn't even have to be, it needs to be well thought out, but it can be delivered in a really casual manner, right? It's just connecting with them and deepening the relationship. And the reason I love so much the online, not social media part of it is because it's more direct, right? Like if you get a text on your phone, you're pumped. You're like, who's texting me? Mm-hmm. Right? It's fun. It's exciting. And so when you get an email, like, eh, might not feel that same way, but you're probably going to see it at least. Right. You might not see what I post on my Instagram, but if I don't post on my Instagram and you go to look for something for me or you're like showing somebody like how awesome your hairdresser is and they don't have like a stellar presentation online, it's kind of like dropping the ball. So that's why you need all three parts of the promo system. I love that. Dude. In my opinion. No, it's a, <laughs> it, it, it's a good one. Thank you know, you. that's really cool. I, cause I tried to, um. Like if a client, like for instance, if like their son's graduating from high school or something, I try to, I'll talk to Alexa and I'll be like, hey, Alexa, remind me on yes. June 8th that Lexi's son is graduating from high school. And then that morning I'll just reach out to him and just say, I hope you have a great day. For sure. So that's like one of the other things. Like you can do this directly to, with your clients, of course. Like it's just more work, which is okay. Like your clients, at the end of the day, if you look at each client, and I, I don't like to do this, but if we look at them each as, as a, a dollar amount that adds to our bottom line, they deserve that that top level customer service if that's what you do right yeah i don't think of it as customer service i just think of it like relationship yeah that's it yeah but 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 without like any transaction to it for sure exactly you know because um, you care i do care yeah and that's the point we all care but we don't think about it because we're busy in our own life between seeing them and that's the part but you're going above and beyond i don't think a lot of people do that but, but but I fall short everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we can't all be perfect. <laughs> no, what, but I mean it's, it's just the truth of it. Yeah. You know, like like that, that that's that's. I'm I'm much better at like the one on one, the real the For real sure. relationship than I am like here's a relationship through my business kind of thing. I'm not really good at that. Yeah. Um, but for that that I. I, I uh, that's why I excel, you know. But it, but again, it's because it's just who I am. You know, it's like yeah. there's no effort in it at all. You know. Right. I wonder if you could just even send, like, a quarterly email with, like, five things you're obsessed with. Because you talk about that stuff with your clients. Restaurants, whatever. Olivia, I can't, I can't always be Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> well, Olivia. Yeah. You know what I mean? But those things, yeah. like, you don't, it doesn't have to, it doesn't like even that, have actually. to be about your business. But I'm like, hey, if your business plan is this, then we got to talk about those we things. We got to talk about these. A right. little bit. But that's not what the clients want. But when it comes down to growth in your business and, like, quote, selling, and I know we all, like, nobody likes that word, right? Nobody likes that word. No. But we like buying. Yeah. Right? Like, shopping is the best. Mm-hmm. And our clients like buying. And so if you're not sharing the things that are for sale, even though we don't present it in a sales way, how are they going to buy it and get that, like, feeling when you go shopping and it's so fun? Like, they want to, like, the same feeling that we have at, like, Target or Nordstrom's or, like, wherever, they get that feeling when they come see us. But we just need to make it more like here it is. We need to put it out on that platter for them. So how do you do that socially? So you just share the stuff you do, right? right? Like you, you share it in a way that's not – so my whole thing is sell how you like to buy. Mm. 
So what kind of content do I like to look at that makes me go, I want that? Like my whole position on, on content is from the salon's perspective in terms of services. Like we're talking about highlights, haircuts, balayage, color, like product, retail. Maybe you have boutique items in your salon. Um, those things, like you just make people want them. So like what makes you want something when you go to buy it? Like cute videos, fun, happy, like things that make you laugh, like depending on what that is for you, like just recreate stuff that you like. Like I'm not all about like reinventing the wheel or being like like a content creator, you know, like I just want to share or I don't think people need to put that hat on, right? Like don't, they don't need to label themselves that way. But I think they just need to share authentically in a way that they're positioning like, what does this mean to my client? What does this mean for my client? Mm -hmm. So I come to it asking those questions first and then come up with something creative. I am like, for sure, like looking out this morning at all the women and men that were in my class, I'm like, oh, I'm the least creative person in this room. <laughs> like, you know how to make stuff look cool. I'm just here to give you the questions to like get you in line to follow the road, right? Like, so that you don't veer off and like, or get paralyzed from like, ah, oh, there's so much going on. Like, I just like to simplify the process of do these steps. And of course, I have lots of ideas. I share them. I'm creative-ish, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think you've got to, I don't like to give, like, do this and then do that in terms of what it looks like too much because then everybody's stuff looks the same and we're already bored on the internet. So, like, I don't want to contribute to that. Well, you're kind of giving me an idea because I was at Ulta a mm -hmm. few days ago and I was, you know, I shopped the aisle to just see, like, what the other brands are doing and what it, like, looks like, right? And it's so interesting if you really take a hard look at, like, how brands are branding themselves to be more Instagrammable, right? Mm -hmm. So what idea you're giving me right now is making a Instagrammable retail area that makes people want to buy. For sure. Whether it's adding dried flowers or something that's more of your brand, you know, like cute little gems or whatever it may look like to incentivize them like, oh, that area is really cute. I want to go check that out. Yeah. So you're giving me ideas on what I want to do in my own space. Exactly. And if you think about like, Sometimes we just are always way too close to it, mm -hmm. right? Like, where do you go? Like, I really don't go anywhere. I don't know. But I'm a homebody and have a baby, and, like, that's just who I am. But really, like, I go to the salon. I get everything delivered. Same. Like, I don't really – I mean, I don't go a lot of places. So, but when you do go, like, eyes open, right? Like, head up, phone down. Like, see what's happening. Because maybe we're the – like, not everybody is not going anywhere, right? Clearly, stores still exist, uh, even on a smaller – level but like follow what the big guys are doing yeah. right like if if they're doing something that you're like that's cool or that might work or for me I have a background in wine and we used shelf talkers when we had the wine company and when I would go to meet the sommeliers and whatever in the um, liquor stores it would be like well what's your shelf talker say and like I use those same ideas to sell shampoo mm -hmm. right and and we may not have a shelf talker directly but like and the ones the brands give, like, sorry, are not that great, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, it needs to come from us because it's about that relationship and the trust factor. Um, but so we make our own. And, like, putting, like, flowers or gems, like, that's so cute, right? Like, think about we do it at Christmas time, but we don't do it all year round. No, it's true. You're right. But that makes it, like, because we want it because it's got the snowman or the cute, like, frosty stuff. <laughs> Well, it's how you figure out, like, your little brand details, mm -hmm. you know? And I know you're very big on branding yourself would you kind of like explain a little bit about like your branding and what you do yeah so in terms at the salon or, or 
I would say your personal branding and then salon branding. Okay. So for me, Lexi, it's got to be a hell yes always. Mm. Like whatever it is. Like if it's not a hell yes, I'm just not doing it. Thank you for the invite to this table. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we made the cut, Corey. (laughs) No, but I'm serious. Like life's too short. Yeah. Why? And also has to honor my priorities. So like everything in my life, like that's, it's, I've got an order, right? It's my family, myself, my family, then my salon, then my coaching business, then my personal behind the chair business. That's my hierarchy. So like what comes first right off the bat? When we move down the line. Um, and, and the things that I do in my branding are like, it's not about the colors and the font. It's about the feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I want people to have fun. Like I'll use, sometimes even today, I'm like, oh, I want to put this song. And then I'm like, oh, that's a little aggressive, right? Like, because that's not my vibe. Mm-hmm. It's happy. Right. It's light. It's fun. Yes, I love hip hop. But like, there's a t- it's my brand. It's not that I like that music. And I think that's something that people kind of get goofed up about is if you like it, that's cool, but is it appropriate for what you are doing and, like, what you're doing in your business? In terms of the salon, we are specialists in, like, we say all the time that we specialize in natural beauty. So, like, we share that, and that becomes our brand. But at the cornerstone of both of my businesses, I have core values. And in the salon, our number one core value is community. And so over the years, right, like, I've had all different iterations of this, some were better than others. Currently, I'm feeling like this is the best, mm-hmm. you know, era of ooh-la-la. But community is huge to us. So everything we do is communal, right? Like, I try to make sure that everything we put forth, whether that's in any of the, you know, three-part promo system or just in the salon, like, when I buy artwork for the walls, like, does it embody that? Um, you know, like, we have a sign that says, you can sit with us in our break room. Mm. Right? Like, I just really, like, I think about it. And it, it comes down to slowing down, I think. Um, one of the favorite exercises that I like to ask people when they don't know, like, about, like, how to brand themselves or whatever. It's like, what are three things you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. And how do you show that? Because it doesn't matter if it's hot pink or yellow or green or blue or periwinkle. Like, I, I you know, just, sh- it's more about a feeling. And I think that's the part that... When people start to talk about business in our industry, it gets, like, all haywire because we think we have to be, like, an old man in a suit with spreadsheets, and it's just, like, that's not the deal at all. (laughs) Um, So, and I don't think that even, like, makes sense for most of us. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just think it's, like, how do you embody those things that you want to be known for and show up as close to whatever those things are for you and one little, like, add-on to that is that you should really be those things on the scenes and off the scenes. So it's not just showing up online and saying, hi, I'm Lexi, I believe in honoring your priorities, and da 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 And then going home and being like, F my family, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. like, yeah, sure. And you know, like, I'm going home early tomorrow because of the baby and whatever. And, like, so that's just what it is. Like, I'm here, but I am still honoring my priorities in the process. And And I think that, and it doesn't have to be that deep, right? Like, it can be a simple, but when you're in the salon, it's like if you are someone who wants to be known for a relaxing environment, then make sure that comes easy to you so that it's effortless. Because if it's if it's too hard, why? Like, don't make anything harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Find find your tribe. 
100%. Find your tribe. Hey, I, I want to bring you back a little bit because you're a booth renter. Like your salon is booth rental, rental, right? Mm-hmm. It's all rental. So yeah. you talked a lot about community and, and, and I might be talking about school here, but, but from what I've seen with like booth rentals or with suites, it's like, you know, whoever owns the building or whoever owns the company, they kind of come in and go like, okay, we're going to offer, you know, a suite, a, a booth or whatever, but then you're on your own. So like how, I mean, you're unique in that. Mm-hmm. You're unique in that, like, no, this is going to run like a salon and that the community is very important. But how do you like create that, especially like, you know, it's just a different conversation when, yeah. when, I'm, pay- when I'm paying you rent to be there as opposed to you W2ing me. Right. So you're paying rent for... X, Y, and Z agreement, and if part of that agreement is that we're a team, like, to me, it just is pretty simple, you know? And, however, there's two sides of an agreement, right? Like, the person renting has to want to be there, and the person renting to you has to want to honor both sides as well. For me, I I was young, naive, eager, kind of dumb, like, just blinded and was like, I'm opening a salon. I'm doing it. And I thought it was like nuts that people would rent to a salon and that they wouldn't have to like adhere to like some sort of like cohesiveness. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I know I'm in California and like renting is like what goes on here, but like we need to do better than this because that other one seems like going and hunting at like Marshall's or something. You know, like it didn't feel like you're getting the salon experience. Like you loved your stylist, but like there was no love for the salon. And here I am, a salon owner who wasn't a hairdresser, all of these things. And I'm like, no, this doesn't make any sense. Like this doesn't make any sense at all. But, and so. But I, I'm like, like, how do you control that though? Like, like. So it's, all, it's about leadership. Okay. And, and it takes a lot of work in the beginning, for sure. I will say that um, I, in terms of. Like, when I started, I didn't know how to do it. I just tried to, like, lead by example and, like, cross-correct, like, every second I could. I'd be like, oh, how about that? Or And, and I had people – I mean, it was – we should have a – we could have a whole podcast episode about the crazy people that I worked with. <laughs> like, could every salon owner do that? Right. But what I will say is that establishing my core values and sharing them in the beginning with someone, like, if you were like, hey, Lex, I want, I want to rent here. I want to work here. Like – I would be like, all right, cool. Here's what we do. Here's what we don't do. How's that sound? How's that feel? And you have to really, in the beginning, I needed warm bodies. I needed rent. Sure. So, like, I figured it out the hard way. But if you were going to start opening a salon, I would say start, you know, the other way and establish your core values first and, you know, and really run with that. And now I have people, I have a wait list for people that want a team and an environment because they want to be independent. They want the ability to do their own thing but they don't want to necessarily be by themselves. And they, they're looking for the environment, the community that we, that we have. But when you were starting to create this, like, were you on, like, one-year um, contracts nope. or, like? Two weeks. Two-week contracts. Either so- way. And now I have no week. It's, like, either way. Like, cause it's just, so not, like you, yeah. you, you can, yeah, that'd be intimidating me if I was, if I was bringing my business into your building and of like, we're, you know, like, so like, how do you kind of work that out? Because you're, you would be nervous that I would say like, get out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't hire people that I'm not like a whole hell yes in, right. Or not hire, but like, I don't allow them to, to run their business within mine unless it's like for sure. I mean, have a lengthy environment, like interview environment. And I think that. Maybe California and, like, Southern California specifically 
I've never encountered that that as a problem that somebody's like, what if I move here and I don't like it or like whatever? Cause there's right. like a thousand salons and a thousand places you could work. Um, so, but I don't know. Cause I've never had that scenario because people are like, they want to work there so bad. And I'm like, all right, let's make sure we're a good fit before we do this because it's a commitment. Right. And I invest so much into my team right. that you'd normally wouldn't have. So it's, but it happens like my most recent assistant, I just don't think it's going to work out and I've invested in her and it's, oh, oh, well, you know, like it, it happens. But, but an assistant is a W2. Yes, it is. You know, I mean, that's a different, that's a different, you know, But to me, it doesn't really matter like what it is if I'm investing my time and my energy. Like I, I if you're part of my team or with me, right. it doesn't really matter how you get paid. I know it does legally, of course, but for right. me and to <laughs> invest, it doesn't matter how I'm investing. I mean, I, I, I admire that. I, I just think, I think you've hit something that, that, that in a positive way, you've hit something that, that you don't see. A lot. I wouldn't even say, I, I mean, you're the only one that I know, but you know, my, my world is this big. No, You know what I mean? Not. I mean, but I mean, Olivia, you've been in like all those situations, right? Suites oh, and booths and all that. So, so many situations. Yeah. So, but, but you could see that too, right? Well, like how, how hard I, it is to build. I mean, I love what you're saying. I wish that half the salon owners that I've worked for we're just like you because I've always said, and currently I'm in a suite and, you know, I have my new assistant that I love and I love my new suite and it's great, but like, I've always wanted community. Right. And, but I've always wanted to own my own business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was that stylist that they were like, you have to work in that chair until nine o'clock at night. I'm like, mm -hmm. so you're going to let me do hair at 845 at night. Like, that's what you're telling me. You're not going to let me leave at any time early. And I paid my dues to do that. Of course you did. But at right. the end of the day. That's not what I wanted to do. You're not you know? Correct. But I always, I love, like, I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. And, you know, yes, I'm in a suite. And, yes, I'm doing my thing. And it's fun. And I'm, I'm but it's, I've always said I would never like it. And it's so interesting because I actually have better relationships with my clients because I do have a lot of high-profile clients. And the first thing that we always did when we were having conversations was, we looked over uh -huh. our left shoulder. We look over our right <laughs> shoulder, right? <laughs> every every single time. So I'm finding, you know, in this new role and position as a as a sweet booth renter, you know, it's it's something that I never thought would ever happen. And you know, I I appreciate everything that you're doing as a salon owner. But for somebody who's also like another boss chick, you know. To be like bossy with other bossy girls, like that, and guys, you know that that is something that like is really unique. Yeah. So it's beautiful that you're doing well, that. Thank you, guys. I think that. Can I just? I'm just gonna say it. I just think there's a lot of salon owners that shouldn't be salon owners. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 or they shouldn't have booth renters. Or right, they should they, just exactly. have commission. Exactly. They shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't promise one thing and then move the goalpost three months, four months later. Yeah. And it's fair. like. That sounds very personal with Olivia. Well, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, what I find really cool, especially about doing live events, is that we just never know who's going to pop in. And one of my dear friends, Robbie, popped in on, um, on the podcast. Uh, Robbie has a podcast, and his Instagram is uh, Hairdresser Strong Show. Um, uh, you, you, and, you guys did a podcast together, right, Rob? Yeah. You we, and Olivia have? Yeah, we did. A bomb one. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It might have been better than ours. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Corey, I'm fine. I'm just kidding. That's I'm crazy. That's really cool about doing live, but but what I what Corey, the person standing here, what I like to do more than anything is introducing people. So Lexi, meet Robert. Robert, hey, meet Robert, Lexi. Robert, yeah. nice to meet you. Handshakes and all. That's very cool. I Robert, you, but I can't move. Yeah, I can't <laughs> either. 
<laughs> did, we, did we get your good side here? It, yeah, well. Looks I, like it. I, I Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's the guy hidden behind the mic- microphone. So, Rob, we were just uh, like talking about uh, salon ownership and, 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 and branding and how to um, you know set your business up. And, and Lexi's an absolute genius when it comes to, uh, comes to all that. And she always – you know what's amazing to me too, Lexi, is that you always like – I've never asked you a question where you didn't have like a really thoughtful answer for. You've never like – you've never answered something and I felt like, oh, she's just getting through the answer or like she's full of shit. Like it's always Thanks. been very, very thoughtful and like – like, oh, like, she, she she really lives this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's real. Yeah, Seven, yeah. Yeah, 17 years of salon ownership, ups, downs, all the things. I haven't had the, – the craziest thing is working with all these wonderful people across the country. It's so funny because people are like, oh, I have this thing, and this has never happened before. I'm like, yep, probably happened to me. <laughs> 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 I mean, crazy stuff. Well, that's what makes you such a great coach, you know? Like, as shitty as it is to go to, yeah, go through – you're like, oh, well, this is just going to add on to my autobiography. I swear to God, when the craziest shit happens to me, I'm like, this is another chapter. This is going to be great. <laughs> What's going to happen next? You know, it's great. I mean, I think that it's, it just, it comes, like, I come to anything with, like, how can I help? And I'm sure that's what you do too, right? Um, because it, it, we all have something to share. Even if I don't have, like, an exact scenario that happened or whatever it is it's like here's what happened to me and or how I went through it and what happened afterwards and like maybe don't do that or maybe do this instead or you know it's just experience breeds experience are you would you say that you have a more logical mind than an emotional one yeah I'm very logical that's why I was asking yeah I'm like it's black and white and like sometimes I forget that like oh these are humans I know and then but I also I mean definitely have that side as well but I come to it with like well why are you doing that like mm-hmm. the I, I have that first and then I I edit myself you like delete be, delete delete yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay slow down I'm on boxer and I'm like recall recall yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but anybody that works with me knows right that mm-hmm. but I do I think I'm I'm definitely more logical mm-hmm. same but I mean we're amongst artists you know yeah. what I mean? So I think like logical perspective is actually really insightful for somebody who can't, whose brain gets swollen through emotions and nothing's going in and nothing's going out. So of logic, mine is actually very refreshing for somebody that does have an emotional mind. Yeah. And just to simplify whatever yeah. the noise is, mm. that mm. to me is the most important thing in business because mm. there's so much noise. So I, when I came in, I was hearing you talk about uh, community and, and inside of a booth rental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what ways do you do build community? I, I think I might have missed that. Oh, I don't think I talked about it. So what, what, yeah. what ways do you build? <laughs> so what, what, how, how do you build community amongst a group of people who are independent? So, I mean, I start with the, the core values, and that's like the main thing. Like, we got to have buy-in, right? So our top line is community, work hard play hard, like come to work, but also like leave it at work. That's, that's something that I really encourage. Also, like you don't have to be friends at my salon, but you have to, have to, have to be respectful, not just of each other, but of everyone that comes through the door, et cetera. Like just, it, we are, that's like really important to me because I've not had that. Right. And sometimes you don't know that you need to have something as a core value until the opposite. So I always say like, when you're going to come to that, um, to start with, what, like, what you don't want. <laughs> so does that require – do you find yourself having a lot of difficult conversations? Uh, Not anymore. No? 
No. So you think you just like figured out how to pick the right people? You think that's like no. the secret sauce? Well, I don't know. I think it's like magnets. So I'm putting it out there and then the right people could just like show up. I mean, within like relative reason, I'm doing the things in my business. Um, but I, the, we build the community with each other all the time. So one thing that I didn't mention is that I will also, we have assistant an assistant program. And so we bring people up with the idea that they then become booth runners. Now, the benefit of this whole thing is that they have me every day or like almost every day. And, and so I'm building them and teaching them how to do hair, yes. And the salon takes part in teaching them how to do hair. But I set them up so that they can rent. Like, basically within a year, they can be full-time renters and be successful. Nice. But a lot of that comes from the fact that I've done the work to grow my business so that we have business for them, too. So they've got to do the work, but the salon also supports them, which is, I know, very rare. Like, I get that that is not normal, that, like, a non-commissioned salon would feed renters, right? Like, yeah, it's more like an incubator, it sounds like. Yeah, and yeah, so it's been really cool to do that. And at this point, I think of my 12 stylists, I think eight of them all went through. Wow. And, oh, and then wow. the other so ones that's have, how you do it. Yeah. Yes, so <laughs> for sure. And then also, though, but my new ones, like, come to me because they see what we're doing. So it's kind of like chicken and the egg, right? And then the other four that are renters have been with me a long time. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. After the pandemic, I went, or at, at the pandemic, I had 25, and I went down to, I got rid of, like, almost half my stations spread out, and now we only have 10 hair stations. So I, like, cherry-picked. I was like, you know what? You're not a hell yes. I love you, but things are different, and here's the new agreement. <laughs> I love you, but less than hell yes. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, I love you as a human, but I don't love you for my business. And, and so, and usually those conversations, like, they don't love me for their business either. Let's be real. Like, it's just people, things change and it's allowed to be fluid. Like I reserve the right to change my mind as a business owner. And, and how, how many times have you done that? Uh, that's the only time I've done a big one like that. Okay. But, you know, that was a perfect time, you know. But throughout, like I will have that conversation in the last, you know, almost two decades. I've had it a lot. Oh, yeah. Like with individuals being like, hey, like, like for instance, someone just left my salon um, – uh, like, I don't know, three months ago, and she went off to do her own thing. She went to have a suite, and she just is really ready. She wanted, she wants to own her own salon, so this is, like, for her to start doing that thing. I support her, like, all the, I love her, like, sent her a client this week. Like, everything's great. But she was like, so how do I quit? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you have to give me formal notice, like, written notice, whatever, la, la, la. And she's like, no, but, like, what do I tell the girls? I'm like, you just tell them. Like, we can put it in Slack. We can, like, do you want me to make a... She's like, I've just never seen anybody leave on their own. And I was like, oh, well, then don't. <laughs> you know, and it sucks, right? Like, I hate it, but also, it's fine. And and then, and because I have the waiting list, it's all right. Like, I mean, it doesn't do anything to the bottom line of my business. It does something to the heart of my business, for sure. But, um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. And we do a lot of stuff, back to your original question, sorry. Um... We do a lot of stuff together. And, like dinners, and, outings? Yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty chill and like to keep it that like work is sort of work. I like to have pretty strong boundaries there. But we do a lot of things like throughout the year, probably like three or four big outings where like no spouses, just like just us. 
And I make it fun. I spoil them. I do my best. Like we're so our birthday is in June. It's the Swan's anniversary this month, and we're going Congratulations. to thank you. Um, and we're going to a Padres game in San Diego. And like I got hospitality suite, and like it's gonna be fun. Nice. Oh, and they get awesome. to bring their spouses to that one. To that one, yeah. To that. Like, Come on, man. I'm they're like, yeah. a, they're like, hey, <laughs> Monica, you should totally work down the street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest thing that I've ever, like, this will be, like, kind of a bigger deal. Um, but they deserve it, and it's fine. Like, it it makes sense. I want to. Nice. Like, I don't know. And do you do, like, and bring in education as oh, well? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. After, like, after the pandemic, there's, like, not as much. You have to find an independent educator. Anybody yeah. else? Know everybody's yeah, independent. Totally. Well, yeah. everybody's independent, but, like, right. it's not like you, your brands, like, have no educators. Literally. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I used to be one. Yeah. yeah. But We're like, looking at one. Yes. Well, I mean, but it's like, <laughs> like even local educators are gone. But yes, we do bring in ed- education. Luckily, like, I know people. So like we get them to come in and, and it's fun for me too and all of that. But yeah, it's important. Like we always are education first. And nice. I mean, whatever they want. Like I literally yesterday on the plane here, I was working on a Google form just to check in with them to say like they'll re- put their responses and then I'll get it like in a spreadsheet, make my life easy. Um, but like, what education do you want? Color, cut, like these are all different questions. How much are you willing to pay if we bring it in? If I bring it in, are you willing to come? 100%? Like, yes or no? Not maybe, right? Like, right. I want to know because if they don't want it, I don't want to do it. Like, if they're, like, I'll pay up to a certain amount, right? We have a budget in business. But if, it's like, whatever they want, I'm happy to do. And And the other day with the assistant that I think is, it's not going to work out, does she, she know yet, or is this, like, breaking news? It might be breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it works out because I really, really enjoy her, and she's a fabulous stylist, but life. And sometimes life, life's a little bit too much, and it affects stuff and whatever, right? So, and it's her life that's, I don't, I can't control that. But I, she's sitting there, like, almost in tears, and, and I'm like, but what do you want? Like, you tell me, like, whatever it is, we can probably figure it out. But, like, I can't fix a problem that I don't know what the problem is. Like, so I don't think the problem has anything to do within these four walls. I'm just going to say that, you know? Right. And and so when she settles and comes back, if there's something that I can do, I'll do it. Because, they're, like, I, like I said earlier, I reserve the right to change my mind. And business should be fluid. Like, that's the thing with salon owners. Like, I can't tell you how many conversations I had this morning after my class where they're like, I wish my owner would. And it's like, well, maybe you should just ask them. And then... If they won't, then I don't know what to say after that, right? We can try to expose people, and, and but they don't have to be so rigid. Mm-hmm. Like, it, just because it was doesn't mean it is or that it has mm. to be forever, right? I don't know. My life's not like that, as your guys's. I mean, my life is chaotic, to <laughs> say the least. I mean, that's why I actually never owned a salon from the very beginning because I always said, I, would, I was like, I want to invest that time in my media. Yeah. And, you know, I want my media to be my baby, instead of having eight to 10 babies. Yeah. But if I did it, 100% I'd be doing it the way you did it. And it's not to say that I won't do it. Yeah. Like eventually, yeah. you know, when I don't want to be on the road or traveling or doing as much social media, like it's not to say I won't have those kids of my own that are also booth yeah. renters. But like the way that you're kind of laying it out, I think all people that have booth renters in their business could take a page out of your book. And also commission too and commission like right because like that's where the road gets really sticky and it's just been that way and it's not changing and it's like what do you mean by that well like if if, you know like think about it 
the old school way of this is like you go to hair school, you go work in a commission salon, you're like an assistant, maybe you apprentice, whatever people call it, you work your way up, oh, you get on, like, then you get to take clients, then your commission can come up a little bit, your commission can come up a little bit, and then you tap out, and you're like, okay, I'll be a renter, I'll open my own salon. I'm like, what? Why does yeah. that make any sense? That's the model. That's yep. the model. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I know it is the model, and, like, 99% of the time that works, but, like, there should be more options. I would, I would disagree with you, though. What? Well, because I don't think 99% of the time it does work. If, and oh. if 99% <laughs> yeah. of the time, if 99% of the time that it did work, then we wouldn't have sweets in the first place. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that is, so maybe it's 60%. Maybe even less. I have no idea. Yeah, but if people, sorry, but if people are going, going, leaving the salon to go to like become rent, renting, uh, what is that? Is it just because people wanted that wanted their space? I feel like There's a lot so of people say they, things. yeah, like like growth has a lot to do with it, the ability yeah. to grow. Well, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like the two answers when you tap out on the commission percentage, and like, look, there has to be a cap there because it costs money to do business. The salon needs to be profitable. Like you can't change those things. Right. Like those are the that. That is what it is. If you go work for yourself, those costs are the same. Like I was listening to your episode with Brett Seva. Like there's, there's only so much money, right? Like you can only slice a hundred dollars so many ways. But there should be more answers, like past that. Besides, so that you could stay with the salon, maybe if you, you know, like that you could still grow and you don't have to go out on your own or you don't have to because not everybody wants like all of us sitting here like took a totally different path, right? Like. But not everybody wants to do what we do either. And that's also not the only other answer. Like, there sure. should be growth or profit sharing or, like, there's different things and avenues or maybe allowing them to come into the leadership. Or, and I know that some salons do do that. But I just don't the, – the stylists and the salons that I work with, it seems like there's sometimes – like, we need, we need to be more creative in that area. Agreed. Great. I mean, I think that I think even how you opened it up and was like, you know, this is the traditional way of doing things. Well, this is for many, many years. I mean, I've been in the industry for 30 years and way well before I got in the industry. This was this is the way that we did things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and I, some I, of the restraints from money. Right. Well, all of the restraints. I will I will say a lot of the things that I'm like learning being in a suite right now is I know for myself because I do a lot of content creation. I can control my environment mm -hmm. big time. And you're seeing a lot more content creators right now that can yeah. also, too, say, wow, I have like a little apartment, a little, a little studio, studio yeah. that I can do my content. I can control the background. I can control my branding. So, like, that is something that I've, you know, always wanted, I think, for myself. But I didn't want to take on the the burden of, of building out something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the whole problem with a lot of suites, though, is they are on, like, the smaller side. So, like, you kind of have to, like, find a location. And, and if it were up to me, I don't think I'd be in a room, you know? I don't think I would be in a room necessarily. But I was guided that way. And I... I thoroughly enjoy it, but that's why I love coming to hair shows. So, like, I highly encourage anyone who's doing sweet things, get involved mm -hmm. in the community. Yeah. Like, stay in the community. Go to the shows. Go to events. Go to education because, you know, there's a lot of missed opportunities now that I'm not working in a salon mm -hmm. to be like, hey, what method is that? Or what toner are you using on her? Or, oh, my God, did you guys see this new invention, right? So, like, I'm missing that, too. Now, that lack thereof for the lack that I've been giving, for, for the increase, I should say, of opportunity that I've been given. So anyone who's in a similar position to me, just make sure that you're staying involved. 
A hundred percent. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it sounds like your salon that you're going to open is going to be booth rental oh. with a couple of suites. <laughs> It'll have a couple of suites in the back where you can have a, your studio. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because <laughs> as soon as my husband, Aaron, saw the concept of mm-hmm. suite owning, he's like, we are doing this in the future. We're going to build it out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, baby. If you want to do this, I go, you are the slumlord. I will be damned if I'm collecting rent. I will be damned. I'm like, I'll do the marketing for it. I'll recruit the people that come in. But everything else, that's on you. Uh, Um, But no, to be fair, we have thought about it. But it would be a school, Mm. then an an assistant uh, apprentice program, and then it would be commission and booth rental. So it would be like academy style a to z so that's what we have we have talked about so and a recording studio and well no okay so yes so for the longest time i've always wanted to do a oh, i'll just give away all my secrets um <laughs> a content studio and and create incentives for people to come and use the studio for free oh, that's good to be able to build out like if i if you're consistently posting you build up point systems and you can come into the studio and use mm. all the products for Love free that. yeah they're popping yeah. up everywhere now um yeah. one Sweet. just popped uh, no the um the content oh, um, right, the right, content right. areas like like uh, i know that we're doing an event um next week although this will already be out uh or this won't be out yet um but we're doing an event next week and Lindsay rented yes. a um uh Lindsay and kelly rented a place in dallas and 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 it's a it's a live virtual thing and then there's all these different sets so in each time they come back from break they're going to be in a different set which i just find so cool you know and they just opened one uh robbie so in ellicott city Okay. Like that, yeah. So it's just this building with with a bunch of different different Where sets are you in live? there. Uh, DC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Robin, we've been friends for a long time. Got it. Yeah, I was uh, when I first got onto the floor. I was working with. Mm. Is, I started working with Corey and Tony. Oh, yeah. Look at that community. Yeah, mm-hmm. we love it, man. Right, because you stick together when you build a relationship. It doesn't matter what happens otherwise, and that's the same thing whether it's your clients with your team. Like, you just it's that's the relationship is the thing that is the glue. It is the glue. It, it is the glue, and like. And like I mentioned earlier, like it, it, it's so important and, and it's hard, it's hard to understand in an atmosphere like a hair show because everything is so transactional, mm-hmm. but, but relationships are made on Saturday, not on Sunday at hair shows, right? Mm-hmm. A, and then, and then, and then, and then B is like, when you meet people at hair shows, don't make it transactional, make it a friendship because the transaction, if there's going to be one, will happen no way down what. the road. And that's the game you should be playing. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be playing. What can I get from Olivia now? You know, it, it's like, what can I get from Olivia in three years? What, meanwhile, what I got from her the prior three years was like, hey, we've had a really great friendship. We've got to do some really cool stuff together. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, like, like, that what has can to I be. give to Olivia? Yeah, what can I well, do most, Right, exactly. Well, I always say, like, you have to have a mentor. Like, an idea of an, a mentor in your mind. Somebody that you look up to, and they could be the same age as you. They could be even younger than you. That is your mentor. It's not somebody that's been in the industry forever. Maybe it's just somebody that has a really good head on their shoulders. Um, Gina Bianca is my mentor, and we also have uh, our Educate with Influence together. So now we're actually business partners. Ooh. And it's been it's been a huge thing. And, and when I can literally look at somebody and be like, I need help, you know? But you have to seek out mentorship. Like, I even think asking permission is important to just be like, I see what you're doing, and, like, I want to know how I can support you, right? Mm. That's the language. 
Yep. It's not, I want to be like you. Oh, no way. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing too when you have assistants that want to work for you. You got to listen a little carefully to what exactly they're saying. Mm-hmm. And with your system, what I love is you're kind of weeding that out to be like, do you really want this? Yeah, 100%. You know, and you you have a good system going that, like, I'm sure you've gone through more assistance than you can count mm-hmm. that have not, for sure, right, turned into renters yeah. or even hairstylists for that matter. Yeah, I have, you know, I take two at a time for a reason. Exactly. Oh wow. Because I need an assistant, <laughs> at least one. <laughs> yeah. And did they, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're up, Daryl. Uh, do so. Do the assistants? Do they? They're assisting for everybody, all of your so team. So they can. They can. They can, but they're my employee because I'm in California and there's rules. But um, if they want to, like, if we organize it, then that's cool, and the salon will pay for it. It's fine. Okay. Like, not it's not regular, right? Like, I'm not paying for their assistant five days a week, et cetera. But, like, here and there, and, and they can definitely learn. Like, if they're in the weeds or something, they'll, yeah, they'll jump yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that happens all the time, and mostly they just want to, like, stand there and learn. And they don't even, you know, like, they're not worried about, like, what's going on. But when they're there in the salon, they're clocked in, and they're getting paid, of course. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just like everybody helps. I will assist. Like if somebody gets stuck blow drying I'm, and I don't have a client, I'm like being your, your B blow dryer. Like we all do it for each other, whether you were my assistant or not, or it doesn't, there's no hierarchy. Like we're all just there. Rob, um, <laughs> Lexi's got a great story because she was the salon owner and the assistant at a salon. Oh. Before she was a hairstylist. Yeah. I went to college and then was, then I went to fashion school. You know the story? No. And then I was like, I own the salon. I opened the, the salon my junior year of college to be a glorified landlord, which I love that title. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also would love to be a slumlord. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and Olivia have a future. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. We'll have on our robes yes. with Sounds our like slippers a, yeah, and a, a cigar. Yeah, I was just going to say. I and a, cof- a cup of coffee. <laughs> can shuffle my feet like anyway. Yeah. Um, well, did you ask me a question? <laughs> I think you answered it. Okay. I don't know. You were telling the story yeah, about yeah. The story. being an yeah, assistant yeah, yeah. and being yeah, a salon yeah, yeah. owner. Okay, so I went to all that school and then I was like these chicks are making so much money like thousand bucks a day back in 2009 10 11 like and I was like what is going on and also I couldn't get a job like I thought I was gonna get a job because I went to college and did all that stuff and then she did the right path yeah whatever that means (laughs) um and although I am grateful that I did it but I couldn't get a job because there were no jobs because everyone had just been laid off. It was the recession, right? And, like, people that had experience were, like, couldn't get a job. So, like, how was I going to go apply for jobs? So I'm like, you know what? I'm doing what I wanted to do in the first place when I was – when I graduated from high school. And I went and I did the apprenticeship with the state of California, just, like, a plumber or, you know, whatever. So I did that in my own salon. So I was – And maybe this is part of it, like, because I have, like, not a lot of ego in this, right? I'm like, hey, I need you guys to teach me because I cannot go to beauty school. Like, I've just done two other schools, and I need to be here to make the salon run. And, like, a little, like, I I was starting to see that, like, oh, this wasn't going to be something that I could just be the the landlord. Like, Mm -hmm. if I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be. And so I was like, I need to be here. I got to do this apprenticeship thing. All right, I'm going to bust it out. Of course, it takes twice as long. And that was okay. But I came up in my own salon, and I had the diva of all divas that worked for me, right? The one that always makes you the most money is the biggest diva. I've yet to. 
<laughs> I'm yet to find someone that isn't that. And and so I worked for her and I got my rear end handed to me. And it was the best thing. And I know that like we don't do that with assistants now and like we're nice and like whatever. And and that's great. I really do think that's better. But we're, me learning like that, I, it worked for me. And I was like, oh, this is why. Like, okay, she makes like $1,000 a day plus because, like, this isn't just like, oh, I'm going to do some hair, right? Like, right. And, and I knew that. But I, I definitely came up in my own salon, and, and it was great. It was really great. So, yeah, it's kind of a way backwards way to get to things. But that's how I did it. It's the only story I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I love it. I do too. That's crazy. Hey, so um, so you mentioned Claire, uh, Miss Claire Monroe, yes. a little bit earlier. Robbie knows Claire. Oh yeah. She um, we did an event together. Um, oh yeah. We did an event together I with Rob. That. Yeah. So um, so you just had your retreat. Yeah. Tell us about that. So I have different levels of coaching, and at the highest tier is annual advisory, and that's where I am your like quote unquote board of directors, right? Like I am on your board of directors. Um, and so I work with you for a year and basically I'm yours, like not 24 seven, but basically. So I'm in your business with you. I'm in the trenches, like whatever it is, spreadsheets, emotions, hiring, firing, like you name it. I'm just there. And we talk like almost every day and it's, it's wonderful. So Claire is an annual advisory member. And the retreat was just for the annual advisory gals. It was so fun. Unbelievable conversations. These women are just absolute powerhouses. It was like, I'm, I just keep saying it. And like today confirms that I am in my pinch me era. <laughs> like, mm. it's so good. I love that. It's so fun. Um, and the retreat was awesome. We were in La Jolla, which is in San Diego. It's beautiful. Um, we hung out. We did hard stuff. We did fun stuff. We had all the conversations in between and everybody there are, they're just, they're not like, I'm not saying this because they're my clients, but they are amazing business owners on their own two feet. And I'm there to help guide them and give them the support that like at that level is hard to find. Mm. And, and so we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun, but also make a lot of money. That's I love so that. Cool. I think it's really cool. I think, <laughs> I think it's really cool. And what it says to me too, and like, and, and I think a lot of us, I, and I'm absolutely one of those, is that you kind of hold their hand through this year. Like, like, no, no, whatever you got, bring it to me. Like, yeah. like I, let's get through this. You yeah. know, like, like I would so excel in a program like that. Yeah, because you know? if you get, if we like have a one-off call, can be really impactful if you're a doer. But like, if you think about dieting, which is no fun, but like, you know, you're not supposed to eat the potato chips. You're supposed to eat the salad or whatever. And if your personal trainer was right next to you, you would eat the salad. Gleefully. Happily. You'd be like, watch me eat this rabbit food. But if your personal trainer's not there and you don't have, like, crazy resolve, or, like, maybe you do for, like, six weeks or maybe even three months. But, like, I don't – I'm not that good. I'll tell you that. Last night I had french fries and dipped them in nacho cheese sauce. Where'd you get that? In room service. <laughs> I'm coming to your room. I also ordered a salad, which I ate after. But the the whole the the analogy is that like you we need that accountability longer, right? And having that mentorship and and that you're in it like we go back and forth on things. One of my gals right now is is working on some shifts kind of similar to what we were talking about in terms of the progression of what do you do when stylists top out and, and trying to create opportunity for her staff. And we came up with something 
at the retreat, and then we've kind of like ebbed and flowed and cha-chawed with that idea. Then we said, let's table it for two weeks. And then we came back to it, and we both have new eyes on it. And it's just like that kind of stuff that you can work through because you, when you're talking about business at this level, it needs to be cared for kind of gently. Yeah. Like you need to be diligent and thoughtful and not rush things. And there's just something different that you can do, and you really get to know them. Like these women are my friends. Like they, we're spending so much time together. Um, and I'm incredibly blessed that they trust me to be that person. Like, that's just so, I, I'm literally, my pinch mirror is in full effect. So how many people have this access to you? Uh, no more than six at a time. No more than six, okay. Yeah, because I'm only one human with so much capacity. Yeah, well, that was my next question, was uh, yeah. boundaries, and uh, I'm dealing with all this, you know, it sounds like you got a lot going on. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a doer. Yes. <laughs> so what do you do to help you find balance or to chill out or decompress or... Uh, Do you have any tips for people out there that are spinning out of control? Yeah, so I am like a a huge, huge, huge fan of a CEO day and and keeping your ass straight. So I like – it can be for business or it can be for fun. So I just schedule one a month, and sometimes it's like I go to like spin class and I go shopping and marinate in my workout clothes, and then I go like – Whatever, right? Like, and then I'll go home and shower, and then maybe Josh and I go on date night. Like, I don't know. We haven't done that since I've had the baby, so, like, that's not my most recent one. Uh, But Well, that's because the date night before that ended up with a baby. I guess. (laughs) 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 Yes, for real. But, like, so you can do things like that where your CEO day is about refilling your cup, like where you schedule it. You treat it like it's a part of your business. And you can have it once a week, frankly, if you have capacity to do so. Um, I shoot for once a month because that works for me. But additionally, sometimes it's like, hey, I've got to do some work on this. So, like, most recently I said, hey, I'm going to go for, like, 48 hours. I went and rented – rented? I booked a hotel. um, And I booked spa services. So it's like I put business and pleasure together sometimes if I have to because, like, the reason that we get, like, in it and, like, (gasps) I can't breathe and and I'm just so overwhelmed by my business is because – we can't control it. And I feel like if you put it on paper, you can control it. So my CEO day often starts with a giant brainstorm because then I can look at things and go, not that big a deal, not that big a deal, not that big a deal. Oh, must handle right now, right? Like you can work through those things. Um, and because we do have lots of ideas as entrepreneurs, like you got to put them somewhere. So I booked the the hotel. I booked the spa services. I took my laptop to the spa. I'm sure that's a huge like faux pas and degaff. So... I took my laptop, I did my stuff, and then I went to the room, I ordered room service, chilled in the room, and just, like, was by myself. I watched, like, Food Network and chilled, and that, for me, filled my cut back up. That might be incredibly boring for others, but that worked for me. With a new baby at home, sleeping all night long, like, all of this was just, like, pure bliss. (laughs) So, and now she's 13 months old, so I can't keep saying she's a new baby. But... Either way, like, it's doing whatever works for you. So maybe that's, like, so this past month, I went to Lizzo with my girlfriends, and we had, like, a big dance party, obviously, at the concert. But we had dinner and, like, did a whole thing, and that was my CEO day. I had, a, I had no work that day, so I did whatever I felt like all day long, played with a baby, and then went with my girlfriends. So is this additional to any days off during the week? Uh, yeah, I have other days off. This is, like, you, this is a work day I take off. I see. Okay. Yeah. So nice. because... Where are you going to get the time? Like, I don't want to lose the time with my husband and my baby or, like, with whatever things I have going on. So I take it off my schedule, and I feel like the, the time 
And the money that I, the time that I invest there and the money that I remove off of my life that day comes back to me tenfold. And when I don't do that, I'm not nearly as productive. I feel out of whack. Like I just, you have to stop and you have to make time for yourself. Like there's no other way around it. That's good. That's I really like good. That. Hey Lex, um, yeah. and if you, uh, if you listen to the podcast that we did with Brit Siva, um, what uh, have you been using AI or how have you been using AI? What's your relationship with it? Cause I know that everybody's kind of in this flux about like, yeah, I loved what Brit said. Actually, I loved what all three of you said, but I, so we write my podcast show notes with it and I didn't know that, but Pam, my amazing podcast editor was like, Oh yeah, I've been using it. <laughs> and I was like, Oh cool. It's pretty amazing. You know, I've been I doing, love I've, AI. Yeah. I think I've it's really doing, cool. Yeah, I do too. I've been using it for our show recently, like in the last two weeks I've been using it. I didn't realize, even realize that I could do that yeah. because you're like, but it's so per. But then I was just like, yeah, hey, AI, write out show notes for Lexi. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Gordon Miller, by the way. I hope I'm not selling him out, but he's a big proponent of, of AI. And he says it's really worth paying into GPT-4. Oh. which is like $20 a month. Okay. So the GPT that you use, I guess it's GPT 3.5 or something that we get to use open, open, okay. open, whatever. And they, and all that data is from the end of like 2021 that you'll grab. But with, with a GPT four, it, it's, it's live now. and now. Wow. So, so, you know, hmm. the, the second anything goes live, it, it pulls that, it'll pull that information. Yeah. Off I love of there. tech and I'm all about yeah. like trying things. I, I mean, I haven't written any content with it. I haven't done that. But, like, that would be the perfect thing that you could, like, write your salon newsletter. Like, oh, easily. Like, call. tell me, like, five pop culture things. Like, it. let's say, like, what's some, like, Bravo, like, Housewives, I don't know, stuff people, like, love. Like, give me, like, the biggest, like, bombs from Bravo Housewives. And it would, like, tell you those and you could pop, like, that kind of stuff in your emails or in your text. Like, that's whatever good. you and your clients like. Like, I don't watch that stuff, but... I know a lot of people do, or like The Bachelor. I don't know. But have you used it? You said your notes were. No, I haven't. I haven't used it. So I, um, I have too much going on. That doesn't. I don't know. I'm yeah. pro. I probably should, but I just haven't personally used it yet. But I do think that like calling a, or like talking to it and asking it for information, I think is genius. Like instead of googling, like let it tell you more. I use it as Google. Like Whoa. I that's literally right. any yeah. question that I ever would Google, I go into chat GPT and that's what I do. Super so smart. we had to do like a salon centric uh, video right before this for Babelist Pro. And I looked up, give me five specs on the Babelist Pro Dualionic blow dryer. And oh it, that's God. what I read off. So yeah. like I use it also like for scripts and I can literally type in there. Why would I use Joyco to fight damage on vacation? And it literally told me because of the chlorine and because of this. And and wow. then I go, okay, now write write this in my voice. Make this shorter. And it gives me my scripts. I've okay. graded all of those things, yeah. but my bandwidth hundred percent just opened up That's because you can only be so creative for a certain amount of time yeah. until you just don't finish that exactly. video and then you never get back to it. hundred percent. So I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to go yeah. through. <laughs> so I'm going to go through because I started on the way here after I f created that Google form for my team because I had a long flight. I I started writing out like all of our new hero. I call it our hero lineup for retail products. So like I'm going to do that for all of our hero products instead of put and then just put it in my voice because like good gravy why do i need to do that you could even whatever you write out you could literally write make this sound smarter 
Yeah. Or and like, it, yeah, make this, or, or make this a thousand words. Like yeah. there's yeah, cool. so many thing, like formulations of, especially cause I work with a lot of brands. Yeah, you, all that information is on their website and that's where ChatGPT is grabbing yeah. it from. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I, when I was a brand educator, I I couldn't remember the difference between this product and that. Like, you just can't. Like, you can only remember so much. I literally looked up what's the difference between positive and negative ions yeah. and make it simple. That's what I wrote. Right. Because and you can take I, that. I know how to explain it, but how do I make it simple that, oh, you could also ask it for analogies. Oh, excellent. I'm done. Right? That's like, it. I'm obsessed That's with, an, you know, it. I'm the hack girl. Yeah. Everything is a hack, hack. for me. Yes. And analogies. So That's it's like. So good. That's That's how I'm using it to help me with, like, my content, whether it's written content, yeah. right? Because it does also help me with my captions, but also like my vocal stuff right. too. Hundred percent. So that's well, so cool. It's I amazing. love that. Yeah. The first time that I used it, like uh, business wise, it was actually for Robbie's event. So uh, you know, we were, I was doing this thing, and then Robbie's like, "Hey, can you send me a bio?" I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like, and then I go and I look at my bio, and it's like four years old or whatever. So I went to Chat GPT, and I said, "Act as I forget what words I use. Oh, act as my PR." I love it. Person and ask me the questions for a bio. And then it asked me 10 questions and I know what I want in the bio. So I just answered the 10 questions yeah. and then it made it sexy. Perfect. You know, it was so, and it was like, can, like she said bandwidth. So I was like, you can have all can that. Can you imagine if we had this in like high school? Oh, forget it. I'd have been a salon owner as an assistant. <laughs> I, for sure. I would have never been in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I cannot, I was already like, I also love a good hack, and, like, I was looking for a workaround. I'm telling you guys, like, I don't like a lot of extra work. I just like the work that I do to be effective. So what's the quickest way to do that? I would definitely love to outsource some of those things that we had to do. <laughs> I think Britt's concern is as though that if we do too much of that, do we lose our own voice in it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, open – yes, I, that's a very valid point, but also, like – Nobody has their own voice because we just see something going on online, and then we do the same thing that, that somebody else was doing, and somebody else was doing, and then it all looks the same. I think what I think, like even if you're writing it yourself, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I think I think also though, like all this, and this is just me, like maybe massaging my my opinion about it, but <laughs> but like I think that I think Prince is always going to push through. Right. Like if you're like if you're yeah. a true talent, like you're always going to push through. Mm -hmm. You know, I th I, think I look at it as an asset. Like if I'm a creative, like how can it's like me and my buddy like on the computer yeah, like and we're just clone. being creative together and yes i do think one day ai can definitely get out of hand for sure but for now if i'm using it for good to create yeah to streamline my business i'm on board well i'm like uh i i'm also really into uh crypto so i watch a lot of youtube and po listen to a lot of podcasts and uh they're already playing with uh it has nothing to do with crypto but it, it, they're already playing with the the video ai and the audio ai so what they're talk a lot of them are talking about how they won't even actually need to be the person filming they'll just like put together the stuff ai will help them write all the scripts and and it'll it'll pull up all your all your YouTubes and all your audio and video and it'll use that information to make it look like and sound like you and then That's you weird. could be on the beach just like writing up what the next so you know, if, years worth of uh, episodes if are. If there's someone that doesn't understand AI or what AI does or what the potential of AI is there's a movie called Megan that is literally yes. about an AI doll. That. It's not that scary, guys. But, like, it'll give you an idea of, like, what the potential could be through its own 
intelligence over time. Wasn't that her too? Yeah. Her was that about yeah. that as well? He fell in love with his uh, AI yeah. uh, girlfriend. Yeah. So my question is, if they can do that on YouTube, what outfit do you wear? <laughs> oh, Anyone you want. One. But like, for real. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So think about, <laughs> so it's funny you Everything say that. Everything the same time that's you do a, a video. Point, yeah. Right. Everything, yeah. Because Canva does that now. You can have your photo of just your face and it will start putting fake like clothes on you oh, like the haircuts? that will look like you're in a business suit and oh, you could be in your that. PJs. That's, no, I'm, oh, yeah. it's like, oh it's, it's AI putting but a business suit on you. That's so crazy. Canva has me, that right uh, now. Give me, can you make give me, me a little bigger and a little I thinner? Know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But Corey, though. Hey, they were doing that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Have you seen Olivia's page? Yeah. <laughs> I look like an hourglass. <laughs> But I do think, Corey, though, that either, no matter what, like, your voice and who you are, and that's why you have, like, for me, it's, it's show up as you. It just is so much easier because if you're going to come through, no matter what it is, yeah. right? And that, and so whether you use AI or we outsource to the robots some more, like, what you tell it to do is only going to be as good as what you tell it to do. Well, I think, I think we're in, in uh, would you call it the pinch me era? Yeah. I also think the era that we're in is, is authenticity. And I think, yeah. and I think that AI is never going to be able to grab our own authenticity. Mm -hmm. I think, I think authenticity becomes the value or becomes the, the, I guess the, the currency, mm -hmm. you know, uh, authenticity is going to become the currency. And the relationships. The, right. Right. Yeah. So, and guys, we've been going for an hour and 15, which is amazing. You know, and, and as, well, as, so as hyped up as we are in this conversation now, we're going to have to kind of bring it to an end. Um, Lexi, you are the lady in the spotlight here. So, Robbie, do you have a last question for Lexi? Um, just uh, I would I would I really want to hear more about your business model. It's something that is very true, like in my heart. Um, we have like a co-working space uh, concept as well. And um, I think that I think that you're on to something. I think that that's the future of our or at least the third option, like yeah. or fourth option, depending on how you look at booth and suite. So um, do you have like anything, any sort of message for any salon owner, aspiring salon owner that uh, is thinking like, you know, what other options are there? Um, or are up and coming stylists thinking about what type of options they're looking at? Uh, but speaking to the power of this, uh, basically where hairstylists get to have their cake and eat it too. They get mm -hmm. to like basically be independent, but also work in a collaborative environment with amenities like education and team building and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say like find your people, you know, like no, and also know yourself. Like I think that, and this is, I don't want to sound like cliche or anything, but unless you know what you're about, it's kind of hard to know who your people are. And, and so, like, figure that out and know what you want and know what you don't like. Like, just because you know who you are doesn't mean that you know yourself. Does that yeah, make that's sense? That's good, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and so, it really comes down to, like, what is it that you want? Like, what is the freaking point? Like, what are you looking for? What is your end goal? And, and I call it the dream 10. And so, we have a list of 10 goals that, like, kind of outline, like, what we really want that don't have anything to do with our business. Sometimes they do because some of us are really you know, interested in our business and we're ingrained in it. So on my dream 10 list, of course, there's business stuff. Can I tell you that being at Premier and teaching was on my dream 10 list? Yeah. All right, yeah. sweet. And having a standing room only room was just yeah. like, oh my gosh. Um, we can all stand in here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, like coming back to that dream 10 and, and saying like, what is it that I actually want and where and what do I need to do to get there? And whether that's building a team, finding the way to do things with other people, being in community, like even Olivia, right? You want to build community. How are you going to do that where you are? Right. We can, I'm sure there's a way, right? Yeah. Like finding it or, I mean, of course you have different avenues, but anybody can just like stop, slow down and think about it. I put your phone down. Right? Like, get in your own head. Like, what mm. is your own authentic thought, first and foremost, before the internet told you to do something? Right? Like, slow the F down and do what's good for you and outline what that is. And if you don't know, try some stuff on. Play with it. You know, because life is just, it's yours. And what you do with it is also yours. So, might as well try to make it what you want. Mm. Nice. That's power words right there. I'm going to advocate for Robbie, and I'm going to say that you have to do his podcast because yeah. his, po- his yes. podcast. Um, I love that. You can be on mine. I would love oh. that. Oh. I've never been asked to be on someone's podcast what? before. What? <laughs> so this is great. Done. Oh. Awesome. BFFs forever. Oh, forever <laughs> and ever and ever. Uh, Robbie's podcast really focuses on rising stylists. Cool. So uh, and that's that's his that's his wheelhouse and that's his power and like you you live so much in that. It's do cool. It. Yeah, and they want to know the how. How do I get from here to yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, and so I love how. Yeah, awesome. You also have like such a radio voice. All of you guys do. Is it just <laughs> like dudes have that? I don't know. No, we can like adjust the mics. Yeah, oh. it's see, it's fake. It's AI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, AI. You'll see when it gets off. You know. You... Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. Hello. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm going to go around the table. Olivia, thank you very much for being here, Robbie. Thank you so much Absolutely. for jumping in with us, Lexi. Always, you know, I, I'll spend hours with you, girl. You know that. Um, thank you guys so much. Thanks for uh, making some time for us today. And thank you all very, very much for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.